Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Desert Dirt Biker Podcast with your hosts, Corndog and Eric. Welcome to the Desert Dirt Biker Podcast, April 12th, 2022, this episode number 63. I am your host, co-host, Corndog, here with my co-host, Eric. Hey, everybody. Sweet. Hope everybody's doing good. It's been a couple weeks since we've been on. We both kind of had the crud, been busy, working the Nevada 200 trail ride, doing a little racing. Working on our ground shakers race. Um, yeah. So uh, you haven't raced in a while yet, have you, Eric? Or what no, you no, we've been uh, just on a little break. So got a bit of a break for the next legacy races. Uh, got bumped back to the end of June. So I don't have anything coming up for a little while. We have the Nevada Tuner Trail Ride that obviously we uh, helped with that. And then kind of was kicking around the idea of racing Silver State 300 since it's in our backyard. But I think I've dismissed that at this point. I'm going to help <laughs> I'm gonna help with a car team, I think, there. Oh, cool. Support them. And then uh, we've got our race coming up next weekend. So still busy, still getting some seat time. And just uh, I'll just ride and save the bike, I guess, a little bit. Yeah, cool, cool. So, I did the Moran race a couple weeks ago, coming off of being sick or allergies or whatever it was. I think it was allergies and went into a sinus infection or something. And then, of course, it always goes to my chest. But Yeah, we were both sick over the last few weeks, man. Kind of been gnarly. That's a little bit why we bailed on the last few <laughs> weeks of the podcast. Is that and I got and... sick. We had work stuff going. Corndog got sick. Anyway, it's been crazy. Yeah, it's been going around. Got the flurona. <laughs> it's always is the that a thing? Now. No, it is. It is. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I raced that Moran race at Silver State Trailblazers here in Panaca. It was a desert GP. It was kind of cool. It was um, sandy, silty, typical Panaca. Um, racing yeah, the <clears throat> seeing some of the pictures and videos wasn't quite as silty and dusty as i thought it would be i thought it would be a lot more but the areas that were silty were really really bad yeah yeah there was, was a couple of bikes that blew up or quit running because of clogged filters quite a few yeah, yeah quite a few blown up motors um i had fun i'm racing the super senior class this year 55 plus <laughs> the old guys so um i don't feel like i'm that old i'm only 30 but uh if they only have one class you have to race with the novices so um I had to start on the fifth row. There was 52 in my race. Started on the fifth row. Got the whole shot and ended up fifth overall, first in class. So Yeah, good ride, man. I had a good, good ride. ride. When I got done and back to the moto van, I thought I was going to die, though, because, man, my chest hurt. It's still tight. Anyway, it was fun. Good job, Silver State Trailblazers. It was a very cool what'd event. What did you think about that start? That hump? Yeah, so they had a... They had a mass and... mass start by row, and then it was about a hundred yard sprint to a pretty good lip. That if you just held it on, you're you're gonna jump this thing, and it's about what 
40 feet. Think? In the video, feet? it didn't look that bad, but looking it was, at it, it was it was gnarly. From lip to to the top of that other th- the, the other side was about 30, 30 to forty feet. It was pretty good. Couple guys, couple guys. But I mean, the lip it. wasn't super huge. It was just enough to boot you over it if you held it wide on. And uh, one guy did crash in the couple rows ahead of us. Yeah, yeah. It was it was pretty good. Only a couple dudes hit it. It was it was a little gnarly. I thought about it and I'm like, no, I don't want to cost the race right <laughs> on the start. I got the whole. Well, shot that's anyway. the thing. I mean, you're not going to win in the first hundred yards, so you know, is risk versus reward. But I was watching my GoPro and uh, my first lap, I passed 22 people, and by this end of the second lap, I had passed 30. And then I was catching lappers, and I had a good ride. I, I'm bragging a little bit. And I felt good. I had a good ride. Uh, yeah, no, that's fun. Except for the first, probably, first lap where you're just eating dust. Oh, man. Passing that many people, you're in the dust the whole time. Had some good battles because of but, good rides. It was fun. So good job, Silver State Trailblazers in Moran. Did phenomenal job. Um we're good actually, turnout too. Over yeah. two hundred bikes. Yeah, two thirty, twelve, two thirty, something like 210, that. Two ten, yeah, something. Uh, we're actually in the works, maybe talking about doing a desert GP style like that next year, bringing it back the Calani GP because it was it was fun. So never know. On to our race, Ground Shakers. Uh, the sixth annual Casey Folks One Hundred will be here in about a week and a half, April twenty third. Um, Kind of racing up in the Calini Summit, most of it, and a little bit down there in Dry Valley, um, Del Mar area. It's yeah, all, got a really cool course laid out, and a um, little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. A little no water up in though. the trees, up in some rocks, some really fun, challenging sand washes. So come out and race it. It's yep. gonna be fun. Yeah. I know if we can pull it off. To um, want to throw out. Dave Nearbiss and Motorsport Safety Solutions. Their uh, Rescue One truck got stolen a couple weeks ago, California. Anyway, they've been asking for donations or kind of hinting around to it. Anyway, we decided all our event shirts that we sell at the event, we are going to donate the proceeds to them to help replace their medical equipment. I know they've helped the ground shakers for years, you know, in their support. And then me personally for my racing and just a great group group of guys. And we want to try to give back. So they they haven't even heard that we're going to do that yet. So I I hope that my shirts will be done by race day. So it looks like they are. Yeah, no, that's really cool. I mean, some dirt bag hit these guys out in California, took, took the rescue truck and gutted it and, just emptied all the you know all the tools and i mean those trucks they got heavy extrication tools on them and you know some of the extrication stuff you're, you're looking at 40 or 50 grand just to replace that you know let alone all the other stuff so anyway yeah that, that'll be that's pretty awesome might those, even those set guys up are, a, a boot or a jar or something for donations those too. guys are really cool so anything we can do to help them heck yeah so our race April 23rd, come on out. And uh, what's kind of cool is, well, the Casey Folks thing, and we are actually going to be racing by one of his memorials out there, so kind of stumbled across that. It's kind of kind of a well-kept little personal secret 
type thing memorial i mean if you're out in the woods in the mountains you'll find it but it's kind of cool gonna be racing right next to it uh anyways so we actually got all our permits got our final highway crossing permit today so we're good to go nice nice that feels good get all that down and out of the way so yep. so now all we got to do is mark course race it and clean up and start planning for next year uh so what about <clears throat> what about rocky mountain fantasy how'd you do um i'm sitting in eighth <laughs> you're hanging strong i don't think i moved i think I don't know. I only got one pick right. I didn't realize, again, it was a triple crown until after I went and looked at the results. I did not get to watch it. I was uh, I was worn out from working the Nevada 200 trail ride. Yeah, I'm falling. I'm dropping off. I scored minimal points this week again. Just I think I had all five riders in the top five, but none of them in the right order. So. Oh, wow. Just minimal points, and I don't know. I think I'm going to close my eyes and pick next time. <laughs> Probably do better. Yeah. But and anyway, Travis Pearson's still sitting tough. first in our class, or in our group. Is he? And yeah, he's, he's uh, killing it. And he's 249th place out of everybody in Rocky Mountain fantasy playing. Wow. So Killing it, Trav. Yep, doing good. Well, what about, uh, man, some pretty good racing. A lot of... A lot of uh, events, eventful stuff going on. Crashes and uh, old Dino got Ugh. hung up in the whoops and cross-roaded, shot off the track into the into the uh, finish line bracket thing and kicked him off into his bike. And he ended up hitting a foot peg. Those foot pegs are razor sharp. To his and, buttocks. And uh, took a lacer, major laceration oh. to the buttocks. Anyway, uh what a brutal injury. I mean, that's one you don't hear of very often. I mean, you hear of foot pegs cutting people, but he had like a six or eight inch laceration to the butt cheek, and uh, that's got to be brutal. Yeah. Got to be brutal. Poor guy. That's going to be sore. It's, that's yeah. going to be sore for a minute. What a good guy too, man, but yeah. I'll be surprised if he doesn't retire at the end of the year, honestly. That's that's tough. Yeah, that, you heard it here. Eric called it. <laughs> I'm calling it. Yeah, I think he's retiring after this year. Poor guy. But. So we're going to Atlanta this next weekend for uh, Supercross, right? Yeah. My brother's actually going to be attending that. My brother lives pretty close to that. He actually invited me, but not going to go because I got Ground Shakers course to mark. Got a race to put on. So get your picks in if you're in our group, and good luck with that. Who's it going to be? Who's winning? Who's winning Georgia? Atlanta. Mm, I'm going to go Mookie. Mookie's going to get his first win. <laughs> You're so funny. We were talking. <laughs> <laughs> I've been kind of saying him for a year and a half. You're like, no, never, never, never. Now you're picking him. <laughs> yep. Yep, I'm feeling it. Yep. He didn't look that good last week, so... Next week he's coming out swinging. He, he he's due. He's coming. Yeah, he's gonna get one. Is what about just... Marv, dude? Marv pulling off the win this past weekend. Yeah, that kind of. I actually had him in my picks, but kind of gnarly, dude. He he went from just like twelfth and fifteenth place finishes to now he's coming on. I mean, there's a lot of guys out. Granted, you know, there's a lot of guys out right now. Yeah, you think about it. You got shoot. 
Webb wasn't there. Cincerillo. Um, Roxon. A lot of guys are out. Yeah. Just it's been a weird year, kinda. Yeah. Yeah, kinda weird. A lot of lot of talent, a lot of challenging. But anyway. <clears throat> let's um let's kinda talk about the Nevada two hundred trail ride we did this weekend, this last weekend. Yeah. Uh, I know we always talk about it and say what kind of phenomenal event it is, but dude, it was if you haven't been to this and there was close to two hundred participants, you need to do it. Just not just to be on your dirt bike and ride some of the best trails in the Western United States, but the the people you rub elbows with. I mean, Scott Harden, Rodney Smith, Jack Johnson, Skylar House, Mason Klein, Kellen Walsh, Eric Holt, <laughs> Dave Corndog Martin. Um, uh, I mean, funny. the list goes on and on. There was just so many, and to have climb there, Motion Pro, Taco, Takamoto. Uh, Rocky Mountain, Rocky Mountain ATV, yeah. Just, just and they feed you catered lunch on the trail, uh, gas trucks to fuel you up, the the ribeye or chicken dinner with a awards banquet Saturday night, an e- Easter egg hunt with you Man, know, major sponsor prizes. prizes at the end, just goggles and it's and just, grips and different cool stuff giveaways, and then. Uh, yeah, it's just it's just a great event, like you said. Let alone the amazing trails that that we take you on and the the super cool um, terrain and stuff that we ride. Aside from the seat time, just hanging out with with the group of people that show up is everybody that is loves cool. the dirt bikes. Yeah, get to meet new people from all over. I mean, we had people from Florida, Texas, Idaho, Utah, California, everywhere, all over. Yeah. And you know, we don't know the future of it either. Scott's getting up there in age. He's got some other um, things coming on. You well, he said that. He says that. You know, last year he talked about that a lot. You know, don't don't wait because you know this thing may not be around forever. You know, but anyway, yeah, it's a it's a great event. It's a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, it was it was a good weekend. We had a lot of. Stay tuned for the, lot of laughs. the 2023 dates and announcements coming soon, Scott said. And, yeah, just a phenomenal, phenomenal event. Yeah, one of those bucket list events you ought to try and make it to. But. Yeah. Well, um, our guest for tonight, pretty excited, young, young and up-and-comer, young kid, but... Man, he's living the dream. Oh, the kid's on fire. Yeah, just, just won the uh, works race, the 250 Pro Classes last weekend. Um, races NGPC, the Pro 250 Class, District 36. He's part of the FMF RPM race, t- KTM race team. Um, Mateo Oliveira. How do you say his last name? Mateo Oliveira. Oliveira. Yeah. Sorry about that, Mateo. Uh, but anyways... We're excited to hear his story, and I've talked to him. I mean, we had, were supposed to have him on a couple of weeks ago, and just we got sick and working and busy. And anyway, we made it happen tonight. We are making it happen tonight, and uh, we're excited for you guys to hear his story, and we're excited to hear his story. Yeah, it's going to be a good show. Stay tuned. We'll go grab Mattel. Yep, let's go get him.
Hey, Mateo, how are you doing? You got Corndog and Eric here. We got you on the line. I'm doing good. How about you guys? Sweet. Well, we've been trying to make this happen for a couple weeks, and we finally got you on the phone. Right. I'm excited to be on. Thank you, guys. Yeah, we're pretty excited to hear your story and share your story with all our listeners. And um, first thing, you had a big win this weekend at the works race down in Taft, didn't you? Yeah, uh, good win for round four it was for Taft. I'm on a on a bit of a hot streak right now. It was my eighth win in the row for 2022. So I'm I'm hyped. I'm feeling good and just riding the wave right now. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, we're watching from the sideline or from the results, and it's pretty awesome to see. Yeah, thank you guys. Well, cool. Let's um, let's find out who you are. I'm sure I, I'm excited to find out the real story, and our listeners are too. So, I guess start at the beginning. Um, go back as far as you can. Where the dirt bikes first, or I guess first, tell us where you're from and right. Work. Yeah, I'm uh from Hollister, California, born and raised. There's a, I don't know if you guys have heard of Hollister Hills OHV park. Yes. But, uh, that's, uh, like about 10 minutes from me. So, and we got into dirt bike riding, not even from my dad or my parents, actually one of our like close relatives came to like my dad when he was like in his late thirties and told him about it. And he was like, Oh, this was probably be uh, pretty cool. And then got my brother in, into it when he was about six i think so and then like my dad didn't really start riding like when most uh people do when they're younger he started like 36 i think and then my brother started when he was six and just from there got bit by the bug and we've just been hooked ever since nice is your brother older than you yeah my brother's 22 and i'm 19 so he's got two years on me two or three yeah i turned 20 20 here in a couple of weeks nice well happy birthday early yeah thank you <laughs> well cool but so from, uh, yeah from there just started we kind of dabbled with a little bit of everything when we started racing from like motocross to cross country like flat track we really did it all and what was your like, first bike uh pw50 yeah that's pretty common <laughs> right we had one that went through the whole family i got five there's five of us there's i have an older sister bianca sophia then dante myself and then a younger sister dominique oh nice full family yeah. right Are, family. do you guys all ride or just uh at one point we all rode and then like uh has once my sisters got into high school and they started realizing more they wanted to make uh money and racing for women isn't uh it's a lot harder i would say to make money as it is compared for men and once they started realizing that they kind of stepped away from that and pursued jobs rather than uh trying to race so now it's just me and my oldest brother cool my only brother yeah <laughs> cool. how's the but competition yeah. between you two uh most of the times we're pretty cool but i want to some days it's just tough getting beat up on all the time being slower i kind of get annoyed but it's good always we're always pushing each other i'm always trying to nip out his heels to get him and he's always trying to make it so i can't catch him (laughs) yeah have you you ever beat him yet no um i don't not like in a legit like race messing around maybe (laughs) well that day will come i'm right no i know 
Yeah. All right. Well, continue, yeah, and then, I guess. Uh, from there, kind of, I don't know if you guys have heard of the series District 36. It's a local series in NorCal. And kind of like how District 37 is for NGPC and like Karen Hounds and stuff. It's okay. more so compared for the racing we do now, it's a lot different. It's all in the trees and everything. Nothing like the racing we do now. So actually, the switch over from doing the racing District 36 in the trees to the more higher speed stuff we're doing now was a pretty big switch and kind of a big learning curve that took us a while to figure out but once we figured figured it out we started uh making names for ourselves me and my brother because the district 36 stuff was kind of on the smaller side for like uh publicity and to kind of make a career bikes and off-road the like sponsors and exposure really wasn't there so when we were about i want to say i was on 85s and my brother was on 125 you kind of made this my parents made the switch to try and get us into some i guess works and gps was kind of flowing back then a lot bigger than what we were doing so they got us into that and ever since then we've just been trying to progress progress and now my brother a couple years ago uh signed for red bull ktm and i'm trying to get there too that's awesome yeah who, who do you ride for right now uh, right now, I ride for the FMF RPM team, a factory KTM support team. With uh, Mike Holbert runs the team out of Washington. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it, with the I have a full factory support from the KTM off road team. It has of nice. last year, I think I started with them. Very nice. cool. What bike yeah. are you on? Now? I'm on a KTM 250 XCF. Nice. Yeah. I got on that. I used to, so when I first signed with KTM, I signed and I raced the Works Pro 2 class and I raced a 350 because it was like, uh, it was more so, I want to say like an open class. I raced that for a year when I first signed with RPM and I won the Works Pro 2 championship. And then I think I tied in the Works NGPC championship for the Pro 250 class. And then the following year, I got a little bit more support from KTM and I works changed their pro two class to a full fledged pro two fifty class. So it was only two fifties. And mm -hmm. then I raced the GPs too. And that was already a pro two fifty class, but I was able to, with works doing that, I was able to get more support from the KTM squad. And I last year went for, I guess my first, like trying to win my first pro titles and after, and kind of trying to back up the works pro two championship, even though it was like a legit pro two fifty class now. And also I tried, uh, that same year last year, I qualified for the ISD six days, but was kind of, I was hiltered two days before I like left to fly out. I ended up separating my collarbone from my Ooh. sternum. So I was Ouch. not actually, and it kind of like wrecked my whole year. I was, I think at that point I was, in the championship pump, but kind of like a, a ways off in both series from just like uh, mistakes or I think a bike problem at one race, but I was like in the hunt and that kind of just wrecked my whole year last year. I didn't end up getting to race six days in Italy. So it's kind of a bummer, Ooh. but then this year now I started off 
and I've won the first eight races, so I'm pretty I'm pretty hyped. A lot of yeah, ups and downs, but when right? it's when it's up, it feels good. <laughs> Are you gonna try to qualify for six days this year as well or um it, I have every year? Yeah, it's uh every this this year it's in France. Oh. Yeah. And uh I haven't there's first qualifiers last weekend and I didn't go to it, but I'm planning on hopefully my hopes are that I get a uh, pick for the junior trophy team. Cool. So then I might have to, might not have to do any qualifiers, but that's the plan right now. And hopefully with the, I keep on uh, winning these races and hopefully the right eyes see me and they, I get picked to be on the squad. Nice. So yeah. what all series are you chasing? It just works or. Uh... Uh, I'm chasing the works pro Two Fifty championship and then the national grand prix pro 250 championship the ngpc ngpc yeah the they used to be big six right yeah how you doing with them uh those two i've won the so it's i've there's been four works races this year and four grand prix and i've gone to four for four so far in both series nice yeah <laughs> you're on the top right no i'm feeling i've been uh feeling super good this year a lot of a lot more preparation went into this year and uh, all what I've learned from last year with just needing to be there every weekend, being consistent, not overriding the bike or the track. And uh, ended up, I've been off the ground a lot more this year and compared to last year, and my success is obviously way better with uh, not crashing and just being there every weekend. So how has your program changed, you know, this year from last year? Anything, any major changes? Uh, nothing really too much in the program, but just with, uh, myself, I think maturing and learning the bike a little bit more and just, uh, maturing like over overall is just like my body growing and everything and just being more fit. And I think just a little bit more prepared than my competition, which is the more years I've been there and with the experience. Yeah. 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 So nothing too much with my, I guess, preparation was all still the same. I stuck to the the same what? program that I've used like the last two years. And then, yeah. What does your program kind of look like? What do you, do you road bike? Do you just spend most of your time on the dirt bike? Do you yeah, do bunch, diets? Bunch what? Of cycling, a uh, lot of motos, but mainly I, uh, a lot of off the bike training does come from the road bike. A lot of miles on the road bike. Heck yeah. And then do you go to the gym yeah. every day or. Uh, yeah, I try to, I'm, I'm not too much of like weightlifting in the gym, pretty light on that, but a lot of, a lot of cardio. Hmm. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. It's been good. What, what about nutrition? What do you um, have a strict nutrition diet or do you just work out so much? You just can eat whatever you want or. I'm uh, I think compared to most people, I want to say I'm probably not like too crazy on what I eat. I guess that's like the best way I can put it. I'm pretty lax on it, but I do, I do watch ID. I'm not just uh, putting junk in my body for sure. That's good. Try, I try to eat the best I can. Right. Yeah. But I don't have a nutritionist <laughs> or anything like that. So tell us about where you mostly ride or train or, you know, yeah, where, you, uh, where do you ride I've the most? I've lived in Hollister my whole life and the OHV park, that's 15 minutes from me. Me and my brother, the last couple of years, just getting our program more dialed. We've had like three riding spots from the 
that OHV park, uh, like a road loop that you could say is close to like a Glen Helen work style track. And then we have like 30 minutes from us. We drive up the Pacheco Pass, by, past the lake, and we got about a, a grass track that would fit like a Taft style track or Delano. And then we have a local a sand track that I can't really disclose the information for anything, anyone watching on here, you know? <laughs> I'm just kidding. But it's a, a sandbox in the, the river going through the middle of our town. We have a, a couple sand tracks going through. We'll be we there Friday. A, yeah, we got <laughs> to hit a K-rail to get in and a K-rail to get out. So that kind of most of the time scares off all the people. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. Good practice for the works pro sections too. Never know what they're going to throw at us. Yeah, no kidding. Some of that's crazy. Right. I've become <laughs> a master of K-Rails though, I think. <laughs> what was there this last weekend in Taft? What was their surprise obstacle? Uh, just a log section, just telephone poles. Yeah. Yeah, I nothing pretty, too crazy. I saw a pretty cool picture of you going through the logs. Yeah, I think I was uh, – I was biking the track like friday with my brother and we were rolling through them and there was like the last one that was they were pretty close together and i was telling him i was thinking about doubling them and he was like i don't know and then i went for it for the first lap when i was in second and like cased it pretty good but then went for it in every lap after that and was hitting it pretty smooth by the end of the race nice yeah was, was, I was he, do, was my he doing it the track. No, I, I think I was the only one jumping it, so I was pretty stoked on that. There you go, dude. Yeah. Finding, finding things. <laughs> you you right? beat your brother at something. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I'll tell you, I got to take those little wins. Right? <laughs> yeah, tell him he's got to step it up. Yeah. Doubling that stuff. Right? <laughs> as long as it's all safe and all out of fun. Yeah. No, it is all fun. That was probably my favorite favorite thing, doing that every lap, just trying to get over it. I like doing stuff like that. Coming from doing racing in NorCal is a lot more technical in the trees, having to go over logs and stuff. And it kind of helps me with the, the work style racing when we do get into the trees. We're like the, we had a Grand Prix a couple weeks ago at Glen Helen and a good portion of it was single track. And I had a, I felt like I had a little edge on my competition that just stays in SoCal that t the whole time. It doesn't have access to see that. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. So what's your next race scheduled? What, what do you have next? So I have a, we have a weekend off this weekend, and then we go to Prim, Nevada for round five of the NGPCs. And then the weekend after that, we go to Vegas for round five of works racing in the Orleans yeah. arena. Yeah. And that's like, a, I guess you would say not your real, your like a standard works race. That's like a, quite a bit different for all of us that are doing that one i think yeah it's in an arena with uh kind of enduro crossy kind of arena crossy just so it's a little different have kind you done cool, that one yet before up. uh yeah i've done works the past like since they went to vegas it, i don't know if you remember when they went to the south point arena uh-huh so since they've been doing that i think that was like my first full year doing works so i think i've gone to all the works uh rain arounds so far yeah i didn't do the south point but i've done the the orleans before the person i like the south point a lot more they just had a a lot more space to work with yeah they did yeah a lot yeah. more space i was there i just didn't race it but i did do the the orleans so yeah. looking yeah. forward to that right 
always cool to switch it up. And then what what was the date on the NGPC or in Prim you said you were going to? Yeah, the weekend before the works race in Vegas. Okay. I think it's the 23rd and 24th of April. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, dang, I was going to invite you to our ground shakers race up here on the 23rd, but that's the same, probably the same day. What is what what type of race is it? It's a, a desert race. It's a, our local Moran race. Oh, right on. Yeah. And um, so um, it's actually a, a long desert. It's got a little bit of everything in it, but nice. it's going to be two loops of like 45 miles, something like that. Cool. Kind of like a hare and hound. Yeah. yeah. Right on. So. Right on. Sweet. Fun stuff. Yeah. So tell us about the dynamic between you and your brother when you guys are out riding. Is it, are you guys pretty competitive and push each other or just kind of mess with each other, support each other or what? Uh, No, most of the time when we just go out and uh, do our, we do our, all of our training together. But when we're doing our motos, we're pretty, uh, not really much to say. We kind of like get together, think where we can probably both be better in. But good amount of uh, smack talk. I think more so coming from me just because uh, I just <laughs> want to beat him so bad. And he's he just kind of takes it because he, cause he can. And he knows he's he uh, is obviously the man right now. He has two number one plates. And there's a whole whole list of people trying to, trying to get to where he's at, including <laughs> me. So he kind of uh, – he just takes in all the trash talk. And I yeah. just lay into him. But no, it's it is good. It's cool being able to. It's kind of like a, almost like a built-in like hack. You know, not everyone has an older brother that's fast and is able to push them. So, it's cool. It helps elevate both our training for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's and it's nice. also cool. We get to, you know, do all of our training together like every day. We're kind of just like a built-in best friend too. That's yeah, cool. That's awesome. With. Yeah, that definitely helps keep yeah keep very each other motivated. Right, especially on the days when it's hot and you're like, Jesus Christ, what are we doing <laughs> out here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We have a sickness. we got to keep going. Right. <laughs> no, I love this stuff. I don't know what I would do without dirt bikes. <laughs> well, on that note, what do you do when you're not on a dirt bike and on your, you know, training? Do you have a job or is your dirt bike your job right now? Or Yeah, I'm or? just a uh, full-fledged trying to become a, a racer. I'm Current, I would say dirt biking is my uh, job right now, even though I have so much fun doing with it. It's kind of crazy to think back from where I was a couple of years ago to actually say dirt biking is my job. It's kind of like, like wow, got to pinch myself every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> Just for, I don't know, it's weird. Like I was, uh, even I got the last race last weekend, I had like, I was like giving a switching out practice bikes and then my race bike was there and had like three bikes signed up. And I was just like, Jesus Christ. I was telling my brother, I was like, dude, like, this is crazy to, to think where we were a couple of years ago. And uh, just see three bikes with my number lined up on it was like, just got to like slap myself and beg, dude, this is awesome. Living the dream, man. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Sweet. That's horrible. It's got to be horrible. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, that that's got to be rough. Just that's all I think about is dirt bikes, but I still have to go to work every day. <laughs> all right, no, I don't. It's pretty sweet, twisting grips. <laughs> I can't. So, it's either, I kind of think about it. It's either 
Uh, I'm either racing dirt bikes or I'm out there working construction or something. <laughs> right. I'd way rather, I'd way rather be twisting grips than digging holes. Well, enjoy it while you can. Seriously. Right. Yeah, yeah. Take it in. Yeah. Do it as long as you can, too. Yeah. yeah. Stay healthy. Right. That so is the name of the game. What's something you've learned over the last year or two that's really helped you improve? Uh, just, uh, I think keeping myself composed in races, not, uh, not getting too crazy. I think like last year when I was a little bit off some days and didn't have the speed, I, I like thought, you know, like I had to be, I thought it was like expected maybe for me to win every round just cause, and just, uh, with the support I was getting and just, uh, thinking like championship and with how stuff was going last year, like say I had a bad race one weekend and then I'd kind of let it carry on to the next one. So just uh not letting one mistake build up into like two or three and just taking my losses moving on from them and going into each weekend with a clear mind that uh everyone out there is fast and they they can beat me and just uh trying to stay as composed as i can while racing not make any crazy mistakes and uh i think i've limited a lot of that this year and that's why i've uh been able to have so much success Mm. Yeah, and some of the longer races you do, like going on, you know, a couple hours, how do you yeah. stay focused on the bike? Uh, so that's actually was a like a, a problem of mine last year in the two hour races. I would like kind of just uh, like lose focus, say, like with like 30 minutes left and like almost like not stop pushing, but like not pushing at the, the pace I needed to be. And it's just uh, just in my training needing to. On those longer days, like out in the when I'm pounding motors out in the riverbed to keep it going, I would used to I would say like uh, I don't know how to best put this into words. Like I think think too much, I guess, while riding and like telling myself like oh like uh, I don't know how to really explain this, but <laughs> like looking at the I'd always like I, this is how I could put it. I'm looking at the clock. And, like, me knowing I'm in shape, but, like, second-guessing myself, like, oh, 30 minutes left, you're, but you're feeling like this and, like, telling myself, like, oh, you're getting tired and just kind of, I guess, like, mentally staying out of my head. Is, yeah. Uh, the best way I could say it helps me keep going. It just sounds weird, but not thinking to, yeah. Right. Yeah, don't get in your own head and start, yeah. you know. Second-guessing my yeah. uh, training and everything because – just and just uh knowing that i i've uh i've come prepared i've done all the work and i know i can go the distance right yeah compared to like last year in a tight battle or something like maybe thinking like i'm not as strong as the guy next to me and now i'm like this year telling myself like i'm stronger i guess in a way right how much has how much has your bike setup changed in like the last couple years what uh you know, how much has that played into your program? Yeah, so uh, from this year to last year, the bike, motor-wise and chassis-wise, is exactly the same. But I do have – I am running – compared to last year, I ran AEO suspension, and now I'm getting uh, full factory services from WP. So that's been a huge help in just a uh, bike setup. My bike feels absolutely amazing this year. And, like, everywhere I go, we've ran – there's been – eight different rounds and they're all kind of different terrain and my bike has been on point at every one 
So that's been a huge help just having the guys over at w, WP, Matt Fox in my corner helping me out, uh, getting me set up has been a huge uh, game changer. And are they changing settings and stuff for each different round, different types of races? Uh, no. So uh, actually from the first, set they, the first set they sent me this year, I haven't even touched the clicker or anything. I've just been gelling with it pretty well. It's just well. dialed, yeah. Huh. Yeah. They hit hit me. Uh, they sent me a setup and hit it right on the hit the nail right on the head. I've been loving it. That's awesome. That's cool. How yeah. how comparable is it to say your brother's bike? Are you guys like like a similar setting, or are you a little uh, bit different for setup? Uh, our setting, I think the the base of it's almost pretty much the same, but he is uh, quite a bit stiffer, a lot lot stiffer actually. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But I think like our a lot of it is the same internally. Right on. Yeah. Is there any um talking about personally or not personally, but is there any weird clicks or anything you do to yourself or tell yourself before as you're getting ready for a race, like a day before the race up until the flag drops? Uh yeah, just uh kind of just telling myself that i'm prepared i uh put in the hours before this a lot of hours in the off season and i i know i'm ready and just uh knowing that i can uh i can go out there and win every race is is uh kind of what's i tell myself right now at least is uh i just tell myself i know i can win yeah <laughs> win or die <laughs> win or die yep. sounds crazy but it's kind of a yeah, just gotta. Yeah, I don't know. Sounds. That's I don't. Kinda, I kind of. That's kind of all in, dude. Yeah. <laughs> kind of all or nothing. I don't know. <laughs> no, but I. I love it. I love winning races. It's. I. I hate the feeling when you come home with the <laughs> disappointment or something. It sucks. You feel right. way better when you're when you're doing good. That's epic. Yeah. So out there at the petition, or do you not want to say? <laughs> uh i know I, i'm pretty open with it the i would say jack simpson from slr honda he's from uh australia and then uh kaya leo for he's kind of on the same program i am on but with the uh, husqvarna he's been coming on really strong and we put on the opening laps this last weekend we were both uh duking it pretty hard so i'd say uh, kaya leo and uh, jack simpson nice yeah and and how are you guys off the track? Pretty friendly. All all you guys get along pretty good. And uh, or do you just kind of? I don't. I don't really. Since I'm from uh, like NorCal area, I'm like five hours. I would say from where all day live. I don't really socialize with them too much. But do I do like shoot the shit with them when uh, I see them in the pits or whatever? I'm pretty cordial and cool. That's cool. And they're all pretty cool too. They're all actually, we're all pretty. I would say with the, all, all of us in the off-road community, we're pretty cool with each other. That's nice. That's yeah. cool. Right. We all bang bars and then uh, have a laugh and give knuckles on the podium. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Sweet. So what other type of racing do you maybe see yourself doing in the future? Or do you think of any like long distance, like best in the desert, uh, Baja or anything like that? Uh, I want to really get back to six days and I want to be like, uh, I was last year, I was scheduled to do it on a club team, but then I ended up getting hurt. And then 
I'm hoping I get to be picked on a, the junior trophy with my brother this year. And I would just uh, get a gold medal on that. And then I also, it's always been kind of a bucket list for me and my brother. We would want to win a Baja like as a team with each other. And then someone else, I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. Have you been yeah. to Baja or have you? Even... No, I haven't done Baja. And actually, I've only done like one hair and hound. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, um, the only like high speed race I really do is like 29 Palms. <laughs> But I've done like uh, AMA West Hair Scrambles that have been out in the desert. Okay. So I don't think I'd be too out of my ball game. And with all the pre running and everything, I think we could get pretty prepared. I think it'd be pretty cool if me and my brother were able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. That one, that one's fun. I've been down there several times and uh, it's, there's nothing like it. It's right. That's it's all I've heard. Beast, is good thing it's pretty, pretty rad. Right. Yeah. I've heard they're almost like safer now too than hare and hounds with all the pre-running and everything you do. Yeah, yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's still a different ball game, you know. You got um, people on the course and stuff yeah. like that, but right at the same time, I mean, it, you know, it's all dangerous. It's just uh, yeah, very. You true. Just really got to understand that and and be smart, you know. But yeah. Right, more of like a race of getting the bike to the finish, more so than pushing. Yeah, yourself. for sure. Yeah, the the beating the desert's half the challenge. You know, it's yeah. it's, it's it's just so much more brutal than than anything you could imagine. And um, right. but it is epic. It's, it's yeah, a lot of fun. Hmm. But, and what's cool I, too is you want to do it with your brother. That's that's pretty awesome. Yeah. No, I think we could. Uh, with the, if we could ever get the support to go out there, I think we would have a – I think we could very well be in contention for a win. I know oh, he's, yeah. def, he's more so – he's definitely fast enough, and I think it would just be me getting in, uh, getting big enough to ride the 450 for that long miles. <laughs> yep, yep. Right. Well, I but hopefully uh, sometime in the near future, I'm hoping that if all things go to plan, <laughs> hopefully I'll be on a 450 in the next uh, year or two. Cool, cool. Yeah, how how tall are you? How how much do you weigh and all that? Are you? I'm uh like five seven, and I'm 140 pounds on a good day. 140 pounds on a good <laughs> soaking day. Soaking wet, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm pretty light. Well, you got time. You're 19. You got time. Man, yeah. it'll, it'll come. Right. And you said when you and I talked a couple weeks ago on the phone, you said that you had raced an 80 or something, 85s or something in this area where we're at. Caliente. Yeah, Caliente. Or mm. it might—I think it might have been uh, Caliente. I might have told you the wrong thing. When it, it was probably Caliente. It was I like told- uh, rodeo grounds, or not? There was like rodeo grounds out there. I think they did start down by the rodeo grounds one year. Yeah, it might have been Caliente. Caliente and Panaca is real close to each right. other. I remember like person uh, like led like the whole race on a TM three hundred, and then like lost his exhaust, and then his brother Axel, I think, ended up winning. Okay. Yeah. That was like five years ago, though, I want to say. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I live in Caliani and Eric lives here in Panaca. Nice. I want to say say I've done a race in Panaca, too. But maybe it was the same thing, Panaca and Caliente. I don't know how close they are. What are we, 20 miles apart? 15 miles apart. So it's really close. 
Right. Um, <clears throat> yeah, the Heron Hound's done both in the past. It's it's started in Caliani or it started in Panac and ended in Caliani. So it's they do right. different stuff all the time. But um, cool. what uh, you said, you know, back in the day, you, your sisters and everybody was racing with you guys. What was it like going to the races with your whole family? Uh, pretty hectic. Five of us in a in a dually and three girls it was pretty nuts <laughs> <laughs> as long as these car rides are pretty worse like wanting to get out of the freaking car so bad ripping each other's hair and whatnot going crazy so i think eric can relate to that he's got four daughters yeah going yeah, yeah you can definitely relate then <laughs> you know that's exactly what i'm talking about yeah what well, what was your dad's role there was he kind of the the main just helped yeah. everybody get there and all that yeah, my dad drove the rig every time and just uh, drove the rig, got us there, signed us up and everything, took care of everything. Both my parents were, I was uh, fortunate with the two parents that uh, supported me 100% uh, all the time. And it's. Did uh, he race too or no? Uh, yeah, he uh, got up to like the, I want to say the B class, but he didn't start riding until he was 36. So. His racing was kind of short-lived, and then he had uh, had five kids, so he was uh, trying to get all settled together. And me and my brother, we were always breaking bikes, so he was always wrenching on our stuff, so he wasn't really able to ride as much as I think he would want to. But, uh, me and my brother have gotten ourselves into the the position we have we are in. He's able to go and uh, ride as much as he wants, I guess, kind of. Even though he still has to, he still has a job. Yeah. yeah. Right. How, what's yeah. your dad's role with you and your brother now? Or does he just sit back and cheer you on, or does he get to turn some wrenches? Or yeah, he kind of the last two years he's kind of been able to sit back and watch, but he he still helps pit. He help, still helps and uh, pits me at the races. Does the dump can? Still uh, drives most of the races. But my brother now has a, a full time mechanic riding with uh, the for the FMF Red Bull team. And then I have a, a mechanic that preps my race bikes, but doesn't uh, go to the races. So I have, uh, and then someone else, KTM transports the bike for me. And my dad helps pit me on the weekends, but I wash the bike there and put on the new tires and get a ready to race. Cool. Yeah. Hey, you got to keep, keep in practice for that. If you're going to six days, right? Yeah. Right. No, I've been getting uh, super good at changing my bibs. Cool. I remember last year there, though, my dad is super into six days. He likes, like, uh, last year he set up my bike when I was walking tests and everything. And I remember trying to add my separated collarbone. I still flew out to Italy to see if I'd be able to ride, be able to race. And I remember changing the tires with him. And I was, like, biting my teeth trying to get the iron to go down. He was, like, looking at me hoping I can race. But, like, Knowing I wasn't able to. Mm. Tough but, break. Yeah, that sucks. That was a tough one to swallow. Yeah. But I'm hoping to get back there. Yeah, you'll be there this year, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, my dad is uh, now he's able to uh, on the weekends when he is is out there when we're racing, he's able to kick back and uh mostly watch him now or help me in the pits so it's uh, pretty cool compared to what he was having to do working on bikes non-stop that's awesome yeah 
Um, take us back to every race that you've raced. What, which one was your favorite out of since your PVW 50 days all the way to last weekend? Yeah. So I've, uh, since I've, what I've kind of raced, like, uh, almost like every style of racing there is from like flat track to like TT to motocross. We kind of done it all and, or from, and then we kind of transitioned when we were older doing the Western hair scrambles and the racing like that. And I would, I'd say my favorite like race to date is I, I don't know if you guys did the Blythe works round or the NGPC there. Mm. It's like a, it's just a big sand track. And from, we have, I've like ridden sand since I was like five years old. I remember with the local riverbed we have. So I'm me and my brother is super, we love sand riding and we do super good in the sand. So, and that track is pretty much just all sand and like rolling hills. So Which track sick. was that again? Uh, Blythe. It's oh. a pretty new on the schedule. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like, missed uh, that. the best way I can describe it is like Havasu with no rocks and a little bit longer. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. Hmm. But literally since uh, me and my brother have been little, we've been smashing sand whoops with uh, we have uh, our riverbed here in town. It's pretty legendary for like uh, NorCal rippers from like, I don't know if you guys have heard of Dennis Stapleton and uh, Brian Garahan. Um, Stapleton I have. Yes, uh, Stapleton's like a test rider now and Brian Garahan, he's a off-road trainer, but he, uh, we started out, we, when we were younger, we, Garahan was training us and he was like on probably in like his older stages of his career, but still like training and he was training us and he would just be, we'd be down there on the riverbed, like just nonstop. It seemed like I used to hate it. It's crazy because the whoops would be bigger than my bike. And now I, we, I, it's like the only place I ride. <laughs> like it's we uh tell people like you take people down there and they don't want to go back the tracks are that gnarly <laughs> but it's like perfect for the racing we do yeah yeah hey, we got some pretty wicked sand washers around this area and i, and I love them so. yeah nice a lot of people don't though right no i'm huge <laughs> on i love sand riding um, well, tell us a story about you, um, that maybe not, Hey, it could deal with dirt bikes, but maybe not something, something just out there, <laughs> uh, out there last year after I got my, uh, like, uh, one of my championship bonuses, just, I, and winter was coming up and my brother and his girlfriend wanted to go, we went snowboarding the year previous. So I went all out and I balled out on a snowboard and a NASA snowsuit, an all white NASA snowsuit. And I've been trying to get into <laughs> snowboarding as a hobby. I'm having a blast with it. <laughs> Is there snow down there in Hollister? <laughs> no, not in Hollister. I have to drive up to Tah- like, uh, Tahoe or like Dodge Ridge is like uh, four hours from me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. yeah I kind of went crazy. I went and got a, I looked, I literally looked up on my phone, NASA snowsuit and then. I bought a snowsuit that is a spacesuit. It's pretty funny. <laughs> now, so are you still snowboarding? Snow- are you still snowboarding? Or are we good at no, it? No, uh, since we started, the uh, season started up, we kind of stopped. 
but and there's not uh too much snow now it's kind of hard right. to get up there sometimes right i did right. go this time i have uh i went with my sister like our first trip to the snow this year and it was like uh the roads were all frozen over and i have a little step side gmc uh, 1500 and super light without four-wheel drive and i was driving up there and we put on our chains and then like we were going and I just remember she was all telling me the whole time. She's like, you're all white knuckled freaking hell. And I was all trying to play it cool. And like sliding all over the place. Like my first time driving in the snow with my sister just in my ear. <laughs> nice. Fun. So, right. Matteo, who's been your biggest influence in racing or someone that you look up to? Um, I would probably say just uh, my brother, honestly. Just I see the work that he's put in and the the payout he's gotten for it and just being able to look up to him every day is pretty cool. Yeah. Nice. My well, brother let's... or then uh I think uh probably Brian Garahan too. Cool. Right kinda, I feel like we're we're kinda like the he's like pretty close to like how me and my brother and how we think and how we go about our lives. What did he, he used to race, right? Yeah, he was uh multiple multiple time like off? national national champion and he kind of did it all too road for off road though or yeah yeah and off road right yeah Ro- rode for factory cali and like uh factory ktm him and his brother too he had an older brother too pat patrick garahan yeah yeah i remember guys back yeah in the day. brian was a, he was a super he was a wild man mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah well, that's but cool. Said, yeah, he's uh he's taught me a lot over the years. I've taken a lot from him over the years, and just uh, it's uh pretty cool to see where we uh started out with Brian to see where he's got us now, and what he's doing with his life. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, cool. for sure. Yeah, well, you guys definitely, are, <laughs> you guys definitely are killing it, and uh, yeah, you thank know, you. It's exciting to see both of you successful and. Thank moving you. up and, cool. and growing and all that. that that's so something you beat your brother. You beat your brother at. You came on our podcast before he did. You beat him, right? Are you? Sh- I thought he uh, he went on some like uh, two years ago when he was like about my age and kind of like in the same position I was in. I thought it was your guys's podcast. I know I I reached out to him a couple years ago, but we haven't had him on yet. No, yeah, so you beat, him, on, right? you beat him. You beat him. And that's something. We'll take these little little ones. Maybe we'll get him on here in the near future. We should have had both of you come on and just get a sibling. We're actually out. I probably could have got him on. He's sitting outside the truck right now. We're at my little sister's softball game. Oh, geez. Yeah, I probably could have had him get in here. Maybe we'll have to get him on here in the near future and see if everything you said stacks up. Right? (laughs) That would be good. I'm sure he'd love to be on. Yeah. Well, put in a good word for us. All right. I will. <laughs> um, so I guess a couple more questions, um, unless you have anything else. But uh, if somebody was just starting out racing or wanted to start racing, what advice would you give them, whether it be a little kid or somebody 20 years old? Um, I would say just keep on, keep at it. There's a, as weird as it sounds, like uh, people think like racing dirt bikes, like you shouldn't have a worry in the world or anything. And 
always good but there are some days that are hard and like even me i don't want to be out there riding my dirt bike or out there on the bicycle and i would just say you gotta you gotta keep on keep at it and uh keep charging because you uh never know where uh hard hard work and dedication could take you good advice yeah very good what's the what's the furthest place that a dirt bike has taken you um I would say, I don't know if you guys have heard of the uh, place called Clear Creek. Clear Creek, Clear Creek. It's not, no, where's it's, that? Like a, it's just an old riding place. It's actually closed down now, but we still like uh, go out there every once in a while and hop in there. And it's just a epic riding spot with insane loam. But I've gone to probably just uh, the highest mountains out there. Epicest place a dirt bike has ever taken me. Every time I go out sure. there on a dirt bike, I see uh see something else that's uh i guess unexpected because the place is just crazy <laughs> awesome. it's literally insane it's called clear creek yeah huh. cool paradise for a dirt bike is the best way i can explain it <laughs> yeah. pretty awesome dude yeah. yeah yeah sweet yeah well heck um what else we got eric you, you no, I don't have anything else. Just, uh, you know, like I said, we're really excited to see how successful you've been and uh, looking forward to watching you here in the near future and see you, yeah. see you get that factory Red Bull ride. Heck yeah. That's yeah. the goal. Hopefully we'll, uh, I'll get back on here and it'll be at the end of the season and I could, uh, I'll be able to have a 2020 record to talk about. That's my yeah, goal. Yeah, that'd be right. cool. I want to. I want to keep on winning these races, so hopefully we'll we'll get back on and I'll be able to talk about that. Sweet, yeah. Come on, bring your brother on and do both of you. Um, Anybody else out there you want to thank or? Yeah, I want to just I want to definitely thank my parents and everyone that supported me from when I was a little kid on a PW and the whole FMF RPM Dunlop KTM team and KTM uh, Factory Racing. Uh, Timmy Wyga and everyone that's uh, supporting me and my brother's dream. Can't thank you guys enough. Cool. That's yeah. awesome. And you guys for uh, having me on. Well, we feel honored. Thank you. Yeah, cool. Thanks, man. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, yeah, keep up the win streak. Heck yeah. And I'll, uh, I'll uh, at the Orleans, I'll see if I can come find you and shake your hand. Right. Definitely. I'll be there. Cool. Heck yeah. Right on. Well, I guess we can call it, huh? It's been a good show. Appreciate yeah. you coming on. Thank you, guys. All right. All keep, right. Stay healthy and keep winning, man. We're buddy. Take it easy. All right, you guys too. Have a good one. All right. Bye. Bye. Yeah. All right. Here we are back. What a story, Mateo. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, kids living the dream. And when I say kid, he's a kid, so um, <laughs> must be rough. But, uh, Mateo, thanks for coming on the show. Sure appreciate it, buddy. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, super talented kid, and you can tell he's put a lot of work into it and uh, is passionate about it. And cool. Cool to, to see the success and to see continue. what – Yeah, see him and his brother both be super successful in the Works Pro Series. and. Uh, got a bright future ahead of him so we need to thanks. get his brother on yeah thanks for coming on mateo great show and uh looking forward to 
keeping tabs on what you're doing and and see how it goes for you, man. But keep up the good work. Can't wait to shake your hand at the Orleans. Better come find me. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, thank you everybody for tuning in to the Desert Dirt Biker Podcast. We really appreciate your listens and your likes and uh, you know our the support that you guys are giving us. So keep supporting the show, and we'll keep putting out content. Keep interviewing these these guys and getting their story and capturing the history of the sport. Yeah, and we're working on some new contacts and some new sponsorship. Yep, we got some new sponsors possibly coming down the pipeline and uh, just looking forward to continuing the progress of this and and uh, seeing where it takes us. So Yeah, so share, share us with your friends and family and your fellow dirt bikers. Uh, we are, I think we're sharing a lot of good info and cool stories and history, history in the making. So... Find us on Facebook, KD Eric, stands for Corndog and Eric, and our Instagram, the Desert Dirt Biker Podcast, or our email, the Desert Dirt Biker at gmail.com. Send us attaboys or questions, comments, yeah, um, jokes, whatever, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. jokes, um, <laughs> yeah, or, or ideas or, or names of some people that we can have on. Uh, it's all good. So with that being said, we'll call it a call it a show. Yeah, keep it on two wheels. Here you go. We'll see you at the races. Later. Later. You have just listened to another episode of the Desert Dirt Biker Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Make sure you tune in next time. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.